Hello, Stand Up World, episode 28. Thank you for joining us. We have a good episode. And when I say we, I mean me, I. But I identify as a we, a wee little Jewish fella. And I have a good little episode for you. A couple of great specials that we're going to talk about. Some comedy. And I'm going to start with a joke. I don't usually tell joke jokes, but I heard a good joke and I thought I'd open with it. And you can tell this to your pals. But this kid gets a job in an adult toy store. Very first day, a couple hours in, the boss says, I got to leave. You can handle the place alone. He goes, I, I don't know how to reading anything up or prices. And he goes, you'll figure it out. I'll be gone for an hour. You'll figure it out. Hour later, the boss comes back, says, how'd you do? He goes, I guess I did okay. I sold two giant dildos. He goes, okay, two giant dildos. He goes, yeah, I sold one big black dildo and one big plaid dildo. But the plaid dildo I couldn't find a price for, so I just charged the same price as the giant black dildo. He says, okay, your first day, I leave you alone for an hour. You sell a giant black dildo and my thermos. Okay, it's a little joke to start off with. But everything's good. Everything's good. We, uh, I had my 36th wedding anniversary this week. My wife and I, my beautiful wife and I, Diane. I have been saying it's, I've been married 38 years in my act because I just thought I was and I've just been going with it and she's corrected me, but I've been married 36 years. She's 44. I got her when she was six in a land deal, a land swap. Traded for a, I traded her for a uh, road easement and 27 chickens for, from a, to, with an Azerbaijani farmer. Very good deal. We have two children, two 78-year-old twins. Don't, don't, figure, don't do the math in your head. It'll just strain you. I don't. I don't even try to do it. They're 78 year old twins, good kids. They're in seventh grade. You know, my wife is, uh, I'm not allowed to say how old my wife is. In my act, on my podcast, I'm just not allowed to say. She's a little younger than me, and I'm 111. No, I'm 64 with the body of a 63 and a half year old. figured out what getting old is like getting old is like playing your favorite board game with a lot of the pieces missing <laughs> okay fine we'll both be the top hat we'll roll one dice a lot and nobody gets to own hotels fine fuck it we'll make it work
You know, you've settled into getting old when you stopped lying about being into the latest music. Oh, yeah, Crush D. Boner Man? Uh, I, I've got all his albums. Oh, that's AI music? Oh, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I have him on my uh, AI pad. I do. I do. Fuck off. By the way, I figured out my wife now at 38 years, we have AI sex. We quickly give each other a prompt, spit out a reaction, and then we end up just finishing it off ourselves. It's AI sex. Okay. So we have some good stuff up on Stand Up World this week in our pearls from the YouTube ocean section. There's a really great special that I love this comedian out of Vancouver, a British guy actually, who is up in Vancouver. And I believe he goes back and forth or else he's living in Britain. His name is Simon King. And his special is as good as or better than. And it's really funny. He's, very ballsy comic, edgy guy, and he's got his own special up. It's from 800 Pound Gorilla Media, which they do some really good stuff. And this is this is actually directed by a really great comic, Rory Scovo. And uh, here's a piece of it. I'm jealous of racists. Because <laughs> they're wrong, but they're confident. <laughs> like, racists are the most wrong. How can you be that wrong about something and that sure of yourself. If you're a racist, you're wrong about pretty much everything, but you never see a racist who's not confident. You never see someone who's like, white power, if that's okay. You never see that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm like, I'm like most non-racist white people. I'm terrified of people who aren't white. Not like they're gonna hurt me or anything, but I'm terrified that I'm gonna fuck up and say something wrong. Right, like, like, like the whole time you talk to a black person, you're preoccupied. It's like talking to someone with food on their face. You're like, uh-huh, 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 you're black. Like the whole time, the whole time. You get nervous. It's like you're meeting a movie star. You're like, that's cool. Some of my best friends are Johnny Depp's. Like, you have no idea. So the whole time you talk to a black person, you got this little voice in your head going, okay, okay, calm down. Okay, 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 okay. You're talking to a black person. This is not a drill. Calm down. You're not your uncle. You're not a racist. Okay, now make eye contact with the black person. Okay, you're making eye contact with the black person. Stop thinking the black person. That's fucking racist. Okay, now, okay, now, okay. Let the black person know that it's okay that they're black. Did you just think that it's okay that they're black? You fucking racist piece of shit. Why are you cuddles in a pillowcase right now? Calm down, calm down. Okay, now stop thinking about Kanye. Stop thinking about Kanye. Stop thinking about Kanye. Now, okay, now. Now, all right, talk to the black person. Oh shit, the black person has stopped talking. Say something to the black person. Don't mention the fact that they're black, you racist piece of shit. Say something, don't say he's black. He's like, hey, I'm Dave. Hey, you're black. Fuck, shit. <laughs> Fist bump, high five. I'm so sorry, can I pay for your meal? <laughs> Calm down, Whitey. Black people know they're black, and if they don't know, unfortunately, the cops will remind them. You're not gonna accidentally be a racist. You can accidentally say racist shit. That happens all the time. You know, you fuck up. You're at a dinner party with your boss. There's a pause in the conversation. You panic and say, fuck the Mexicans. And he's like, yeah, fuck the Mexicans. High five. <laughs> now you work at Nestle. I get it. As good as or better than Simon King. Here's another little piece. What the hell? Another little piece. Here's the way it should work. Buy a gun, lose a finger. Yeah. 
How committed are you? Every right. time you buy a gun, we take a cigar jumper and pull one of your fucking fingers off. And that means it's going to get rednecks to get engineering degrees so they can build toe-operated rocket launchers to protect their family from the liberal fucking media. And also, it means you know to avoid the guy wearing mittens in the summertime because he's not to be fucked with. It's easy. But it kicks in. That kicks into what we want. That's what we want. Because what are our favorite things to do? Fuck, kill, eat, right? I see smiles. People are like, yeah, yeah, that's why. That's why I have a spoiler on my car. Doesn't matter what order one of those things happens in. Eat, eat, fuck, kill, kill, fuck, fuck, eat, eat. One of those things happens, it's a good day in our monkey brains. That's why we came out of the trees. There wasn't enough room for all the fucking and killing and eating we wanted to do in the trees. And we're like, there's way more room for fucking and killing and eating down there. And we went down there and society happened. I'm not a professor. Here's the thing. What was the number one video game in the world forever? It was Call of Duty. And all it is is killing people. And the new one is so realistic, six months after you stop playing, you get PTSD. You tell people to fuck off in the bulk section of a Safeway for no reason. It's not you. It's not you. I'm just still in that headset with that 12-year-old in Tennessee calling me a Nancy. It's not your fault. I'm just trying to reintegrate. That's why I think I figured out what the last invention in humankind will be. We know roughly what the first one was, but I think I figured out what the last thing human beings will ever invent is. And it'll be something called the fucky, killy, eaty box. And this is what it is. It's a box you fuck, and then you stab shit, and we shoot past you in your face out of a t-shirt cannon while EDM plays. And you fucking stab and you eat, and you fucking stab and you eat, and you die at 22, and I don't know how the banks make money off it just yet, but tell me, that wouldn't be, a, tell me there shouldn't be a show called Punching Tits and Barbecue, you know? For people who find the news too tricky to follow, just a guy barbecuing in the background boobs, and then he knocks a dude the fuck out. Just every episode, Punching Tits and Barbecue! I like it, because I know what I'm getting. Tell me! That UFC wouldn't be a thousand times better if they didn't have to hold on to a meatball sub while they beat each other to that. <laughs> he beat him on points in the first two rounds, but now he's got to finish both of those sandwiches if we want to keep his title belt. I can't eat the bun. I'm gluten intolerant. That's not that big of a thing. I think. As good as or better than Simon King on YouTube. Go watch it now and check it out and go see him live. You can go to uh, go to his website and see him. The other thing we talked about, which I've talked about before, and I happen to love this special, and it's a classic. It's been up for a while. It's Ari Shafir's Jew, and it has 58, 5,800,000 views. So it's getting close to 6 million views. I'm not going to make the joke that Jew has 6 million, is getting close to 6 million Jews. I'm going to let Ari make those jokes. But we are giving away a prize to whoever turns over that, flips over that 6 millionth Jew, a year's worth of matzah, Passover matzah. You just Email me, and I will send you a whole lot of matzah. Get this. Let's get this to 6 million views. It is an amazing special. Let's watch a little clip from Jew by Ari Shafir. Let's talk about the Bible. Yeah, the original Bible, the Torah, not your shitty remake. <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking about your all-girls Ghostbusters version of the Bible. <laughs> Talk about the OG shit. Yeah, I was raised Orthodox Jewish. I don't know if you know what that is. That's a Frisbee Jew, you know, that kind. 
second highest level of Jew. One step down from Hasidic Jew, or as I call them, Mortal Kombat Jews. <laughs> yeah, whenever you see him, I just go, finish him. And they'll, they'll have no idea what you're talking about. It's great. The ones with the, you know, the sideburns, the long, the curly fries, as my black friend calls them. Yeah, my friend Miss Pat, she came to visit me in New York. She'd never seen one. There's very few Hasidic Jews in the black ghetto of Atlanta. <laughs> she, she saw her first when we were talking, she just goes like. <laughs> she was like, Ori. She didn't say my name, but she's like, uh, Ori, is that an Amish? And I'm like, no, I mean, yeah, more or less, yeah. It's pretty much the same shit. She goes, why that man has curly fries? <laughs> I'm like, those are not curly fries. She goes, what they do? And I'm like, first of all, the grammar on you people is on another planet. Uh, and by you people, I don't mean black people. I mean non-Jews. Yeah, Jews are racist, but we don't see skin color. We see IQ and income level. That's all it boils down to. Yeah, goys, that's all you guys are. You ever hear that word? Goy, it's Yiddish for uh, non-Jew. Yiddish is like Jewish abonics. <laughs> Goy means non-Jew. And just so you know, when you hear it, you think it's fun and friendly when they're saying it to you. It's not, they're shitting on you to your face. <laughs> Goy is a derogatory word. Probably my favorite derogatory word. Yeah, because most derogatory words, they single out one race or culture and make them feel bad. Not Goy. Goy is the most inclusive of all the derogatory words. <laughs> Do you know how pompous that is to have as your term for the other? That means to them it's one-tenth of one percent of the world. And then, ugh. <laughs> Various shades of goy. Jew, Ari Shafir, I have to say, this, this is, you know, you know I, I love these self-produced specials. I love the new world of comedy. I happen to have so much respect for Ari. He's out of his mind. He's a, but he chopped his way through the woods, man. He made his own trail. His friends helped him. I love that. Rogan, Kreischer, uh, you know, Segura, all the guys, you know, he helped them, I will say. He was a comedy store boy. He worked his way, he worked for Mitzi, put up with Mitzi. But he's a good man. You know, he's out of his mind, like I say. He he pushes buttons left and right. But he never got a show. He never got a, a sitcom. He never, you know, HBO. Nobody really hired him. He just did his own thing, you know? And he's part of a new vanguard of comedians. Well, I have so much respect for these guys. I mean, they're touchy guys. They're always mad at somebody. They're always mad at me or something or whatever. I don't know. But I have so much respect for this new world because they're pioneers and they created something very, very special that is only going to get more special. And Ari is one of the founders and one of the best. And he's become a great comedian. And he made Jew, which is a seminal special. It will go down as a classic. You know, I talked last week about Shane Gillis's 
live in Austin. Shane is kind of a new cadet in this group. Ari is is a few grades ahead of him, but live in Austin is a classic for another reason, I think, because it's just so raw and, and unproduced. But this one, Ari put a lot of his own money into, and he did it right, and he produced it really well, and it's really well thought out, and it has a great theme to it. And he stayed so true to his theme. And it, it's it's a it's a hundred it's a three hundred and sixty degree success. This special, it really is. And you know, when I first put up the piece, my blog piece on it, I I reprinted uh, an essay he wrote about why he needed to be supported and uh, you know Venmoed and super fanned and you know and you know, pass the bucket around and help them out on it. And I would say even more now, you know, these specials need to be supported. Throw some money in the kitty. Help out. Help these guys, the Matt Reifs, the Shane Gillises, the Erica Rhodes, the Simon Kings. You know, when I when I post and, and do this watch these specials but also throw them throw them 10 bucks throw them five bucks make this a real world because these people are going to really show you some great art and show you the new world and ari is a is a leader here and he's a great thing and and jew is some let's watch another piece of jew Here's my all-time favorite what-if from the Talmud. Uh, it's, about, it's about dietary laws we have. Kosher, you guys have heard that word, right? Kosher, yeah. Um, certain things we can and can't eat, and that's what we call kosher. Uh, uh, Muslims have halal. Christians just go buck wild. <laughs> so you can't mix meat and milk. Not all to mix meat and milk. The reason for that is God is a cunt. <laughs> can't even go into it, but like, uh, so I never had a cheeseburger until I was 23 years old. Never had a cheeseburger. Yeah, it's weird, weird upbringing, you know? I, I, the closest I got was I had a hamburger and then six hours later I ate a slice of cheese and then I was like. <laughs> I had a couple of cheeseburgers coming out but never going in. Uh, also no, no pig product of any kind, no, no pork, no bacon, no ham, not allowed at all. Um, actually this is fun because uh, I took my nephew uh, for his bar mitzvah, I took him to a New York Ranger game. Um, bar mitzvah is a Jewish coming of age ceremony. You've heard that. Uh, it's like a Mexicans have quinceaneras, I guess, for little girls. Uh, it's when a bar mitzvah is when a Jewish boy becomes a man. And that's when he can read from the Torah for the first time and they let him on his own evict a family out of their home. Uh, <laughs> you know, all by himself. Um, and so for his bar mitzvah, I took my nephew to a ranger game, my Orthodox Jewish nephew. And uh, during first intermission, we went and got concessions. And I ordered a bacon cheeseburger. And he was like, ah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have to tell you, dude. When you're 19, you can fucking come out of this dumb cult. But <laughs> until then, I told your mom you'd be good. So enjoy your french fries, loser. <laughs> but you got to understand, he's never seen bacon before. 13 years old, he's never been to a non-kosher restaurant. Why would he? He's only friends with Jews. He's only go, hangs around with Jews. He's never seen bacon. He's never smelled bacon, never touched bacon. And he just had questions. <laughs> Look, I was already the cool uncle, you know? 
I fuck hookers, I do drugs. <laughs> but dude, bacon? <laughs> and he was just like, Uncle Ari, what, what does bacon taste like? And I'm like, oh, it's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> I, I, how do you even explain bacon to someone who's never, it's like, you have no jumping off ground to understand this. It's like explaining freedom to a slave, <laughs> you know? Or hardship to a millennial. <laughs> he was like, my mom said it tastes like roast beef. <laughs> She's a liar, dude. <laughs> Your mom's a liar. It's my little sister. I knew it a long time ago. I thought she stopped lying, but now I know she's still doing it. <laughs> He's like, why do you think she's lying? I'm like, cause she's never had bacon. And I've had both bacon and roast beef. So I'm the expert here. <laughs> he goes, oh, so you don't, like, you don't like roast beef? I'm like, you're missing the point completely. <laughs> roast beef is fine, dude. But next to bacon, roast beef is like making out with Madonna now. <laughs> So we have these kosher laws. And, uh, and so here's my favorite what if from the Talmud. What if you're making some soup, okay? Let's imagine a big vat of soup in, in the town square in Jesus times Jerusalem, you know? Can you picture it? Some guy's making this fucking cauldron of soup and one of these goys, one of these shifty fucking goys, <laughs> he's just kind of like milling about, you know, just hanging by nearby. What's that goy even doing here? Nobody wants him here. <laughs> Just shifty, you know? Just bringing down property values. <laughs> I hate when they're here. And he reaches into his pocket. This can't be good. What's this going? And he pulls out, yep, some ham. <laughs> no one's looking. Dunks the ham right in the soup. He's like, fuck off, Jews! And he fucking takes off. What if that happens? Can you eat the soup or not? That's what the Talmud asked. That's a legit what if from the Gemara <laughs> that I studied for three weeks in a yeshiva in Jerusalem when I was 19 years old. I get the other ones. I really do. What, what if you kill somebody by accident? What if you stab a period into your wife? Uh... <laughs> sure, sure, sure. What if a rogue goy Loses goddamn marbles. <laughs> breaks through your juice security. <laughs> and commits just the softest act of terrorism of all time. <laughs> it's a hate crime, pure and simple, it's a hate crime. But no loss of life. But ooh, what a possible loss of soup. <laughs> well, what a dab, it's not gonna happen totally. So if that happens, the Gemara asks, then uh, what do you do? What do you do with the soup? Can you eat it or can you not eat it? What do you, not the Orthodox Jews, everybody else. What do you guys think? Eat it, a couple hell knows. What? Take out the ham. All right, you're thinking. You're thinking. That's what the Gemara does, by the way. It just teaches you, like, think it out, logic this out. What can you do, you know? Maybe run it through a sheet, maybe whatever. Like, <laughs> You know, but all they did, the ancient rabbis just discussed it and uh, come up with an answer. And you're all wrong. You're all wrong. You were never going to get it. Uh, the answer is, for sure, you were never going to get this. The answer is, it depends on the ratio of ham to soup. <laughs> okay, Jew, Ari Shafir, I love this special. Let's get it to six million. Whoever turns that tumbler over. I'm gonna send you some matzah. I love this special.
another special coming out. Will Noonan, 50 TikToks at once. Coming out, the guys, John Tobin presents, the guys in Boston. This guy, Will Noonan, I talked about this last week. Will Noonan is going to be a Shane Gillis. He's going to be a Louis C.K. He's going to be big. He's a burr. He's a Boston boy. He's really talented. His special's coming out. Here's a piece of here's a piece of him, not from the special. I'm from Boston, but you may have noticed I don't really have that much of a Boston accent, right? And that's because I'm not drunk right now. Because <laughs> if I were drunk, it would be out. And I feel like that's the thing with the Boston accent. Like, no matter what, if your accent is thick enough, you sound shit-faced 24 hours a day. <laughs> Even children. My niece is four years old. She sounds hammered all the time. She's like, I want to watch Dora the Explorer. Put on Dora. I'm like, put the scotch down, I'll put it on. No need to give me the finger right now. It's funny too, man. I'm Irish Catholic, as you can probably tell from the sunburn I'm getting. Yeah. I'm getting a burn right now up here. I also have the Irish Catholic face, which is like a drinking thermometer. <laughs> Just starts out clear and gets redder and redder and redder till you start punching shit. And then you know, time to get out of bed, start the day. You're, you're ready. Boston is like so Irish Catholic and so Irish that if anyone is anything else, they're like an exotic animal to us. So one dude was part French. Everyone's like, you're part French? Do you know what Nicki Minaj really means? So one chick was part Native American. You ever meet someone who's Native American, even if it's the tiniest little bit, they get to brag about it all the time. I'm 135th Native American. Totally knew it was gonna rain today. Could feel it. Never have to pay for parking at casinos. You never hear anyone say that with other stuff that's a little different. You never hear anyone say, yeah, I'm a little gay on my dad's side. My great-great-grandfather on my dad's side, he actually invented toodaloo as a way of saying goodbye. That was us. Will Noonan. We're going to be talking about his special real soon. Talking about a few other ones. If you didn't check out Matt Rife's special yet, check it out. Maz Jabrani, Erica Rhodes, Leanne Morgan, all these, these people are really, really, really talented. And Jew, let's let's march those Jews to six million. Uh oh, I'm not making this joke. Stand up world episode twenty eight. We're on Apple to listen to Spotify, Google, wherever podcasts are peddled. You can you can watch it on my Substack, standupworld.substack.com, and of course standupworld.com. And don't forget, Simon King, as good as or better than, or something like that. Either way, he's great. Simon King. YouTube. Thanks a lot, you guys. Episode 28 out.